Hi, we're the Rices. We've been married for 12 years. We have six kids from the ages of nine to zero, and we're full of passion to raise a household that serves and honors the Lord. And we want to encourage others to do the same. Welcome back to the podcast. This is season one, episode 12, the last episode of our season. And we thought that an appropriate way to wrap up our season here is in a very similar way that we started it, which is talking about family vision. But today we want to really talk about specifically what practical impact your family vision has on your day-to-day life. So if you haven't listened to um, our podcast about family vision and how to develop a family vision, then we would highly encourage you to listen to that. But today, like Darren said, we kind of want to give you a taste of what the practicalness of having a family vision means for your family. Yeah. How does it affect your money? How does it affect the way that you develop your house, your property, your calendar, What is the real rubber meets the road impact of your family vision? And the great news is as you develop your family vision and then you do those things like to talk about money or to talk about where you're living or any of those things, your calendar, whatever it is, everything kind of goes through the funnel of your family vision. Yeah, we should, here's our conviction, we should really have an expressed family vision, right? That keeps us on the trajectory of our family being focused where we want to be heading. But our conviction is also that that family vision should be the lens through which all decisions are made. And remember, as we developed this family vision, we developed it first and foremost with a biblical foundation. Right. A biblical worldview, developing a foundation of what the vision is for your family's impact for the kingdom of God. And then we get to apply that to every part of our life. So we've talked about these things a little bit briefly before, but we want to talk today specifically about how we spend our money, how we choose where to live. What is important to us in our living space, in our house, what we do with our time, and how we approach tasks or projects. So let's look at the first that Darren mentioned about money. Money is neither good or bad, right? It's amoral. Yes. Money is amoral. The love of money is evil and sinful, right? But money itself is amoral. So how we choose to spend our money though and how we view our money, that is where we need to align it with our family vision. Right. So, you know, I um, have confessed before that I am the spender of this relationship of Darren and I. And when I find something that's over our $50 threshold, which is kind of just like our minimum of, hey, we should probably do a check-in and make sure it's okay that we're spending this type of money. Which is every time I spend money. Yeah, because all men (laughs) things are very expensive. (laughs) But so we do this check-in and what really, you know, ultimately Darren is so good first because he loves to say yes to me whenever I have a big plan or thought or thing I want to get. I mean, she makes wise decisions. Yeah. 
But what he his go-to uh, and our go-to is, is like, okay, we'll be purchasing this item fit with our family vision. Talk to me about it. I'm on your team. I'm okay with spending the money if it fits with our family vision. Yeah, help me understand why. Help me understand what's the impact of this thing. What does it do that we don't have now? You know, is it a gadgety thing that is just looks enticing or is it really something that is going to increase the efficiency or the ease or the trajectory of us being able to align our our teaching or align our activities with what our vision for our family is. Right. Is it building value or is it just being a consumer of whatever the item is? So that's kind of like an example of money. Now, we want to share a story with you guys a little bit about where we chose to live because this is kind of a big topic in our rice world. Yeah. And some <laughs> people have even said we are in the midst of in our in our nation what they call the great migration <laughs> where there's just so much moving from state to state from city to country and so many impactful things to consider when you're considering where to live and i think the important thing is twofold here one for us to kind of share a little bit to say for us it was really important that we grow our independence of relying on on systems and cities and economic infrastructure and it was also really important to us that we develop a, a family team atmosphere that we're doing hard work together that we can have ownership of in our family and then it's really important to us um, to make sure that those things all together are leaving a legacy for our kids in the future and so those things had a big impact on where we chose to live it, and, and where we're building our house in Idaho. But we've had really great conversations with people who say, hey, for our family vision, we really feel called to live in this city or in this town or in this area and not to move because that is what's in alignment with our family vision and where we're called to ministry and what we're called to do. And so there's the a very big impact where we're not saying that our choice is the right choice for each family and we've right. said that before but we we do think that it's important that you when you've talked about your family vision that then you do the best that you can to be moving your family towards having a place to live that equips you well to align with that family vision right and it's so awesome because god has made us all different but with the same biblical foundation. Right. And I think that that when we talk about like our convictions are not commandments, that's saying this is what the Lord has placed on us as a calling that he has for our family, but that each family has to bring to the Lord in prayer and in submission what callings that they feel the Lord's calling them to. Yeah. So just some examples, right? So you make sure that we've talked about having that your vision aligns with where you're choosing to live and where you're moving towards. But if your sole reason on why you live where you live is because that's where your job is, well, that is good to provide for your family. But there is other opportunities, most likely, where you could consider moving jobs in order to align the rest of your household living situation better to your family vision. 
Or um, people talk about moving. Well, I just want to move to XYZ because there's this there. You know, well, is that this part of your family vision? Right. Well, the, the beach is there. Is that is that right. your family vision? Or the sun always shines there. Is that key to your family vision? And it might be. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't preclude those things from being important factors. But we just challenge you... Don't get in the I'm stuck here because mentality. Right. And don't get in the mentality that it's all my problems are going to be fixed if I move there mentality. Because now I think neither of those things are true. But if your family vision is biblical and you align your mobility and your living with that vision, then you're on the right track to really accelerate and flourish your family culture. Let's talk quickly about our time. Our time is so precious. And there's so many good things out there to occupy our time with, right? So many good things. I mean, some bad things too. Oh, yeah. But a lot of good. But how do you evaluate how you're spending your time when you do it through your family vision? Then your impact is a result of that family vision versus if you just choose to spend your time without looking at the impact of your family vision, then you are going to have a result of discombobulated right. visions. Yeah. Right? So, so an example of that part of our family vision, right, is to have a Bible time and family worship time together. And, that is good. We've talked about you can do it in the morning. You can do it in the evening. You can mix it up, whatever works for your family's schedule. But one of the things we've talked about in the past when we're considering evening activities is, okay, those are good, even biblical Christian fellowship evening activities. How many nights of the week are we from away from home making family Bible time in the evening a challenge? Right. That's a huge impact. And so you have to make sure that as you're filling your calendar, that you're not accidentally bumping out the things that don't seem like events, but that are really integral to your family vision and the culture of your family that you're wanting to develop. Right. And you know, this family vision and the impact of it goes so far as we've talked about already, like money, location of living, um, what's important, what to do with your time. But it also even goes into the small physical things like what's important in your actual house, right? We, here's a funny story about Darren and I. When we were first married, I don't know. I had a, a, a different type of um, decorating style than I do now. And Darren very kindly, and I think maybe I even asked you, like, what makes you feel, like, most at peace in, in a home, right? Mm-hmm. And he, you know, shared with me, he's like, I just, when there's less stuff. Right? <laughs> Basically. <It's true. laughs> less stuff on the walls, less stuff on the tables, less stuff. And it's so funny um, that things, even like physical items, if they don't match with your family vision, they can actually be distracting from your family vision. Yeah. Say your family vision is to just have a really wonderful time sitting around the dinner table together. But if your practicality of just the way you laid your home out doesn't allow you all to sit at the table together for a family meal, then 
the the layout of your home itself is just impacting your ability to carry out your family vision. Right? I mean, like, you all probably could just quickly relate. If you wanted to have conversation at the dinner table, then a simple thing you probably need to remove is your phones. Right. Like, that's something simple we can all relate to, but it goes even farther beyond that. Yeah, or if you, if hospitality is part of your family vision, I know it's part of ours, if hospitality is part of your family vision and you want to be able to just encourage and fellowship with other believers and be a blessing to them, but you don't have a, an organization in your house that uh, lends itself well to inviting people in, then even in a small space, like we did a lot of hospitality in our tiny like first apartment. Yeah. <laughs> but we we made it a place that, was set up so that we could invite large groups of people in and pack them wall to wall. But yeah. it was it was a place that was just set up for hospitality in the main living area of the house. Right. And so if that is important to you, right. that's part of your family vision, then you create the space around that. You don't try to cram your vision into your space. Right. Right. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I think, you know, a little bit too on the time piece that we passed up was the same way that when Marissa is talking about, well, should we spend money on this? Or I'm saying, should we spend money on this? The same thing with the calendar. Hey, we have an opportunity to be involved in this thing. What do you think? How do we think that fits in with our family vision? Right. And so if you're thinking always through that lens, mm -hmm. then it, it allows you to more successfully make the steps forward in your family vision. It's like an evaluation. It's like, okay, just ask us the question, does this align with our family vision? And you have your answer. It doesn't make anyone the bad guy, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just makes for a good discussion. It makes for a great discussion. All right. So let's talk a little bit about the character that gets developed when we let the impact of our family vision take control of our lives. Yeah. So if we're developing these character traits, there's really two that kind of popped out at us. And the first one is purpose. If we're filtering all of our actions, all of the parts of our life through our family vision, through that biblical lens, then it is it helps us, it encourages us, it sets us on the right track to live our lives with purpose. And we have that, then we know that all of our actions and all of our lives, all the things that we do are directing us and and moving us towards the target that we pointed our vision at. Right. It's like that statement, if you don't stand for anything, then you'll fall. No, if you don't stand for nothing, then you'll fall for anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If you stand for nothing, yeah. then you fall for anything. So if you if you aren't looking at your vision and looking at your target, then you're just going to get tossed by this draw and that draw and right. whatever it is. And like we said, they could be good. Yeah, they could be fine things. And those are the things that are actually the most confusing. Right, because all of a sudden your life is full of so many good things, but it's not full of things that direct you towards your family vision. They can actually distract you tremendously from what the real biblical vision for your family is. Right. So good. So the second character trait is action, right? So we have purpose and then we have action. When we have that target, then we're constantly checking our actions 
to make sure they align with the target. But I think it also allows us to be confident and bold in taking action yeah. Because we know that that is the course and we just right. have the confidence to go for it. It was kind of a crazy situation when we took a random road trip through Idaho. We'd been talking about this family vision for a while. We knew that was our trajectory. We wanted to get there, not necessarily to Idaho, but to property. That was part of our vision. And I think having prayed about it and knowing that that was a part of our family vision, it gave us the confidence to just take action when it, the opportunity presented itself in front of us. And we didn't really hesitate a lot to take that action. And I think that that was a big part of us knowing what our family vision was to give us the confidence to go that direction. Yeah, it's like walking out in your family vision is like walking out in steps of faith. Yeah. You've prayed about this. You have, you know, talked about this. You've obviously formed your family vision on a biblical worldview. And now it is time to take those steps. Like we had, we had thought through and prayed about all the implications of moving out of state and moving to property and and what was important what wasn't important and budgets and all of those things we knew all of our information and so then our and our vision was set so that we were ready to take the action and let me tell you it didn't mean that those steps were easy no it didn't mean that those steps you know resulted in blessing right away right Right. But when you have the confidence to walk out those steps because it is in alignment with your family vision, then, you know, and can walk confidently. in that. Yeah, absolutely. I think one other thing that I want to pull out here, too, is that the impact of these practical things on your family vision don't just have an impact on you, the individual, or you, the parent. These things, these actions that we take to move our family in the direction of the family vision have a generational impact. And we were just talking about this earlier today. There's such an impact that every decision you make now in your life and that you make by proxy for your children, Mm -hmm. all of those decisions have just huge downstream impacts on their faith, on their walk, on their marriages. It's it's a generational impact. And it may seem out of bounds to be thinking about that when your kids are like four, five, six years old. But it is impactful at that age to be really living all the parts of your life in alignment with your biblical family vision and teaching that to them as they grow up. Right? Not only are you modeling it by your decision making, but when you take the time to explain the why, the teaching yeah. behind it, then that is leaving a significant memory for them, right? Yeah, super impactful. So, what is the challenge though? What right. stands in our way? This all sounds really great, right? And you can be listening, you can say, "Yeah, I'm on board. I'm I'm all about that." <laughs> But then this week and the next week and the next month and the next year, what is the challenge that's going to show up 
in front of you. And I think that it is that the unbelieving world around us frequently wants to pull our eyes off the target and pull our eyes away from the direction of our family vision. It's as simple as that. There's so many distracting things in the world that just want to pull us away. Yeah. And because when they pull us away from our family vision, then they pull us into actually kind of chaos. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Like a distracted chaos that, you know, quickly, even though we don't realize it because it's kind of like a slow fade, quickly takes us off course of what we are trying to do for our family. Yeah. A a physical chaos and a spiritual chaos sometimes. I know like an example of that would be our generations. We grew up tons and tons of sports, 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 sports. Not necessarily in our families, but in families around us growing up. And those sports frequently, maybe unintentionally, took precedence over the gathering of believers. Yeah. And that could just be a snippet of an example of how something that's not bad, teamwork, sports, competitive, not bad, but can be very distracting from what the vision for the family is. Right. So, goodness, we've just hope that this season here at our Raising Rices podcast has been such a blessing to you. We are actually so excited for season two. We have it planned out and some great content coming your way. So please make sure that you like and subscribe. And if this is a blessing to you, or if you think it could help impact somebody else and maybe even their family vision, we just ask you to share the podcast with them and um, give us a follow if you'd like to on um, our social media platforms where we try to post other content to encourage families in raising households that serve the Lord. I'm at Raising Rices and Darren's at Lead Your Family. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great day.